0: Recorded live from the Engine Room in Broad Ripple, this is the Voices of Indy live stream hosted by Josh Gillespie. Voices of Indy is a show dedicated to giving you the opportunity to know the musical, visual, and theatrical arts of Indianapolis, Indiana. This week's guests are the band Aries El Oso. Aries does what they want and doesn't play to a certain style. They play to the emotion and the feeling of songs. Aries tries to touch on many genres. Aries himself, my guest over here in the shades... Uh, went to school for jazz and brazilian classical but has played with baptist jazz funk bands rap fusion and punk bands aries and his band are currently working on original material that ranges from punk reggae ska flamenco thrash metal that's an interesting choice amongst all those and country welcome aries el oso t-rock j monkey and aries Thank you, everybody, for being on the show this week. This you're is welcome. A, it is a blast to have you guys.
1: Glad to be here. I'm very uh, happy to be here.
0: So I got to ask, how do you? And, and this may be a, just a direct question for you, Aries, because I, I I get the impression that you're kind of like the the heartbeat of everything that's going on here. Uh, where do you get all the different genres? I mean, I, I got to admit, I got to admit, you go go from flamenco to thrash metal. That's like. What the heck, man!
2: <laughs> it's just the influence of the styles of music. I listen to every style of music, love it, and I love it. And my influences are definitely like Ghost, uh, Bruno Mars, Lenny Kravitz, Jimi Hendrix, and uh, you know they never prescribe to a style of music. They yeah. always kind of uh, they just love music and they play what they feel and they they don't want to be put into a a persona of styles. Yeah. You know, and I feel that if music is beautiful. You know, why limit yourself to a style? Because then you'll just sound the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it gives us yeah. flexibility depending on what, what the crowd is into and what we're feeling That's at true. the time. Mm-hmm. That way we can, we can express ourselves musically and then uh, people can enjoy the music depending on exactly. what, what they're into at the time.
2: Exactly.
3: And we've noticed people dance to our music at our gigs. Yeah. So because of that that's why you started writing reggae and ska because we want people yeah. to start skanking
0: oh that'd be fun <laughs> yes and one of my favorite things about late 90s ska bands was that they always mm-hmm. had the random guy whose sole purpose was to just dance <laughs> yeah. i mean that was it he did anything. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> well they just uh, this morning seriously this morning so we were talking about ska i started listening to a bunch of ska songs and then i Wrote a sky song, sent it to them. I'm like, oh my god, I got this idea for this sky song because mm-hmm. we were just listening. We were shooting back each other videos, and then I, I came up with this idea. I'm like, damn, this is good. It's a good idea. And then I, I, I videoed it, sent it to these boys over here, and um, you know, I mean, you know, the idea that we want to have is that like we want to write. I want to have at least ten songs of each style, so no matter where we're at, we can like get people into that so We could play anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we can hit everybody, you know, whether they're into country, whether they're into rock, metal, R&B, like we're just hitting everybody uh, wherever we can. Everybody's not going to like everything we do. Sure. But I want them to like at least three songs and if we can get people three songs, I think we're a win. That's
0: yeah. a win.
3: We have we're original songs for everyone. You know? Yeah. yeah, Something Truly. for everybody.
0: Yeah. So, I got to ask a T Rock. Uh Rock. The... The set that you have, mm-hmm. uh, that I've—I I saw you guys perform, or at least I saw you guys setting up. I unfortunately was not able to watch you guys perform, but um, when I saw you guys setting up at the uh, event uh, that was put on last Thursday at the box, at the box, yes, mm-hmm. your. Your drum setup, is that your normal drum setup?
3: Or... That was the first time I actually played with that drum set with these guys. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, I normally use a regular drum set. Okay, okay. Um, But but that one, um, it started out when I was in Michigan playing in a band. Mm-hmm. And... It took me longer and longer to set up my drums because I kept on adding more and more drums to yep, it. Yep, yep. So I think the guitar player and bass player said, hey, Tony, why don't you T-Rock, sorry.
0: <laughs> hey, you were Tony in Michigan. No, it was yes, Tony T-Rock. You're right. was Tony. <laughs> so um,
3: they told me to use this uh, acoustic set I used in the winter time. Our five-piece band was reduced to a two-piece band in the winter. And I used oh. that set. Okay, yeah. And they said, why don't you use that? Then you could set up the PA with us a little. You know, it wouldn't take oh, as long. <laughs> so then that's... I started adding more and more stuff to that. And then when I played here in Indiana, I played that way for a while. Mm-hmm. And the band said, no, we want you to use the regular drum. Okay. So do that. So I back to the drums.
0: Okay. So have you been playing on any of these thrash metal pieces that uh, Yes. Aries throws your way?
3: What we do, Aries uh sends us a recording of his song just mm-hmm. guitar and then we get together virtually oh really for the first time to work things out and then we go into the studio where we rent space mm-hmm. and practice
0: that's brilliant so aries do you find yourself writing music on the spot sometimes when you're in some of these these virtual rehearsals <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> uh not in the virtual rehearsals usually i write i kind of come up with an idea
2: and i'll at least Try to work out the the vocals and the guitar, all the guitar stuff, the solo, and then I come back, and then we try to work out the intricacies in the virtual, and then we come together and we try to work out the flow, like the real, like kind of like um, sounds kind of funny the way I'm saying it, but once we get together, it's different. When you're together, it's different. Sure, yeah, yeah, but, You yeah. know, we kind of get the idea and the feel when we're doing it virtually, but then when we come back all together like live like face to face that's Mm -hmm. when it all comes together then it really comes together you know we just kind of get the idea virtually that way we're saving time and we're saving money saving money
3: money because we're renting the space
2: space yeah so we
3: work out the bugs online Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: that's smart
2: get the idea yeah of what we're trying to accomplish on it that's smart who thought of that
3: who was
0: it who thought of that? was it, was that a was that a, a T-Rock idea? <laughs> oh, okay. The professor it was the professor T-Rock <laughs> is the professor that's right we he's have got... our personas T-Rock is our it's...
2: professor yeah J-Monkey is our co- cowboy rancher he's a rancher and then I'm the warrior lover
0: that's right <laughs> so let's let's get into these personalities a bit shall we oh, okay. okay so we'll, let's start with the warrior lover uh. and why why a
2: warrior l- lover? Well, I spent a good uh, chunk of my life actually being a fighter. Mm-hmm. My father was a fighter, and I became a fighter, and that's all I did. I quit playing music to be a fighter. Really? That was my profession for a long time, uh, and uh,
0: then now I play music. <laughs> well, that's probably. <laughs> I mean, I played music before, but sure, yeah. but that's probably you know safer with the hands at least. You know, don't have to be too concerned about you know yeah, no longer. It is. Did you actually when you were? Did you be? Were you a musician and a fighter at the same time at, a, at any any point? Uh, you know,
2: I started training. I met a guy in uh, St. Pete, and uh, his name was Amir Ardbilly, which is probably the. I mean, that guy he made me a hard ass. I give credit for me being a badass to Amir Ardbilly in St. Pete, Florida. And uh, at one point, I made a decision. Like I realized, like I don't have time to both play music and. And do martial arts because I was getting up at six o'clock in the morning training until 10 o'clock at night every oh day. Goodness. And the man paid me and, like, he told me one day, he's like, I'm going to make you a badass. He's like, and uh, I'm going to teach you how to, like, run a school. And I, I dedicated every minute of my life to that. And on the weekends, I ran a store, and most weekends, I'd come and also train there and, like, teach classes. I taught classes there too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it and then, doesn't uh, sound like
0: you really had a whole lot of time for music. When I were... didn't have time
2: for music. And then uh, I had a bunch of things go on. And then I, in the last two years, I actually got back into music, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I've dedicated the last year to kind of re-centering myself back into music. And I've put martial arts off because martial arts, martial arts is my religion. Mm-hmm. Music is my soul. Martial mm-hmm. arts is my religion. Like fighting mm-hmm. is my religion. My father is a fighter and that is like in my blood. And I'm a damn good fighter. And uh, and, uh, and I sh- same thing with music. I like studied every style of fighting. Like I was into every style: boxing, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Japanese Jiu Jitsu, doing wow. Russian styles, doing all kinds of Japanese. I mean, I just love. I love art, and that that's my two halves. If you're gonna understand me, it's it's fighting, martial arts, different million different styles, and music. Mm-hmm. And that's I put the same philosophy in both.
0: I can I can mm-hmm. definitely tell with that especially yeah. I mean as it relates to mm-hmm. to the kind of the music I mean with the different styles that you are bringing into mm-hmm. the band and and trying to I, I I find that you know it's that trying to learn as much as you possibly can so that mm-hmm. your art can grow in ways that you can't even comprehend and I assume it was kind of the same way when you were learning different styles of fighting
2: Yeah I mean intuitively the martial arts I attribute learning the martial arts and the way I learned it from Amir, like really benefited me in music because I took that philosophy of like the discipline of it and being very open about the styles, and I started applying that to music, which is something because I went to music uh, music school before I started being hardcore in martial arts and that philosophy benefited me later on in my life now like and using that same philosophy towards music and like mm-hmm. just being kind of open and like the discipline of like studying technique you know and that's been a huge part of my life so i give a tribute to amir for like not only from fighting but for uh just the way i play music
0: today you know that's i mean cool. it's just a mindset yeah that's you know? very cool that's very cool jay monkey you are a farmer man yeah and a
1: rancher <laughs> well he he decided to tack on the name cowboy rancher, which <laughs> uh, it sounds like those two words are they're pretty similar, but you know in my opinion i I think of a rancher more as somebody who's settled down and you know they have their own ranch and and they they know their their land like the back of their hand, sure yeah, and yeah, then yeah. a cowboy might be a little bit more of a drifter sometimes and makes sense yeah that that does apply to me pretty well though because as I was telling you before we got on camera here, yeah, I used to do a lot of traveling on mm-hmm. the motorcycle and um at the same time, I would try to. I had a job in farming. Um, and so it's always been a struggle to balance those two things, but now I've gotten into music, mm-hmm. and music is my, my number one thing outside of, outside of farming. Wow. And, um, but anyway, yeah, I work for my family farm. We raise grass fed cattle and, um, if you ever need some beef, we got the beef. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm I'm harkening back to a 1980s Wendy's commercial. All right, <laughs> uh, T-Rock man. Yes. So uh, we mentioned before off uh, before we got uh, the start of the show that you're from Michigan originally, mm-hmm. um, and there you were, Tony. Yes. you your T-Rock. So yeah, and you're prof- your the nickname is a professor. Where does where does that come from?
3: Uh I'm a teacher.
0: Okay, there we go. I was a
3: music teacher for 27 years in Michigan. Really? Yes, and I I gave it up, and I became a chef for five years. Really? I thought I wanted to be a chef, and then I
0: realized I didn't want to be a chef. What did you run in front? Run into Gordon Ramsay or something? No, it just
3: uh, my age, the feet. We were sore, standing oh, all day. Oh, no, I understand. And that. some heavy lifting and stuff. I worked in some casinos and some restaurants. So, uh, right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. I started teaching English online to okay. Chinese students, and I love it.
0: Oh, wow. But I
3: never gave up music. Music was always part of my life since I was in my first band when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And I've always been in bands.
0: So, what brought you to Indiana?
3: Chasing a girl.
0: <laughs> it's women. It's always the way. It's always the girl. I love it's the women. A girl.
2: I love my girl. You, love actually, girl. you know the funny thing is Tony and I, uh my girl, I'm actually engaged to be married, but Tony, uh my girl and I, we went to high school right down what, like two cities away from where he was actually teaching.
0: Really?
1: Yes. Uh-huh. We knew knew, some of the same people. So he was almost
2: your music teacher in high school. He could have been. Well, the three of us actually play in an Indiana – sorry, I said that wrong. We play in a Tom Petty tribute band called Indiana Petty and the Wildflowers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, um, I did want to talk about that. Yeah, we uh, we were auditioning drummers and, you know, like my girl Susie Q, who's an artist, like we were – when I was auditioning, Germans was like, "Hey, you know, Tony, he's from the same area. I mean, it's a good vibe. You know, he's like the same area. We got the same feel. So we were, you know, we felt very good about him. Mm-hmm. You know, we met him, and uh, and I think everybody felt good about him in our Indiana Petty band. And then we, you know, we decided to go with him, and then like we started all playing together, the three of us together. And uh, Jared and I got together." Before that, meeting at, uh doing uh, open jams, mm-hmm. and then we just... And yeah, we just met kind of sometime
1: that, you know. late last fall, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. I was going through pictures the other day. I can't remember mm-hmm. when that... I had a picture from the first time I, I saw you yeah, at the Open Jam last cool. year. Cool,
2: But we've only been playing together for like since about. I.
1: Been... I think we started playing together, yeah. um, playing your original music back in about February or so.
2: Yeah, and then we got Tony in a couple months ago. So really this iteration has only been a few months in the making. Oh, wow. And we're doing. Really since June, I think. It's
0: been, yeah, yeah since June. It's pretty, June? Yeah. June's when we got true. Tony in. Really then, only, yeah. that's two months. Mm-hmm.
3: We've known <laughs> each other a little bit longer because of the petty group.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay. So this is this this is. Well the, it was right originals. about the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Close, yeah. Wow. And I heard you talking mm-hmm. you know, as you were, you know, talking to the guys beforehand that you have what, ten to twelve originals on top of what you've already
1: been working on?
0: Yeah.
2: So together we have worked out about twelve, thirteen original songs and then we have about
1: those are ready to rock. What like four or five covers?
2: maybe a little bit more than that, but there's probably about 12 or 13 more original songs that we've... Some of them we kind of worked on, but we're still kind of working them out. Some we haven't done, but I've sent them the videos on. Mm-hmm. So I think in the next month, we'll probably have about like 30, 40 songs all together. Wow. Like at least about like 25 original songs, and then probably about like 15, 20 cover songs that we play. Sure, some yeah, yeah. kind of more original-ish, the way we do them is more our own way than we do... Well, yeah, play. no, I would,
0: mm-hmm. I would... I mean... I got I, nothing against cover bands, you know, mm-hmm. but I always feel like if you're gonna do a cover, make mm-hmm. it your own, <laughs> yeah. as as much as you can. Exactly. And uh, since you brought up Indiana Petty, I know that mm-hmm. me and my band we've we've covered "Into the Great Wide Open," oh, yeah, which is my all time favorite Tom Petty yeah. song. <laughs> and to me, that is a blues song. Mm-hmm. And Mike Campbell plays a few. Bluesy riffs in it mm-hmm. that lead you to believe it, but when we play it, we really go all out into the blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with that particular song because that's I feel like that that's that's the door that's open there, and and it's the the lyrics themselves. I mean, they're just kind of like you know they're they're about this lost guy who's trying to figure out what to do with his life, and at the end of the song, you're like, what happened to him?
3: Rebel without a clue.
0: Exactly. <laughs> good Storytelling, it that. is, yeah. it's fantastic. Storytelling, yeah. Um, so, like, when in Indiana Petty, do you guys really kind of because I find that Tom Petty's music does kind of let you explore the space on your own? Mm-hmm. Do you find that you do that, uh, to some degree? On
2: some of the songs, we do mm-hmm. some of them, I keep pretty close to the vest on the guitar wise, sure, and then some of them I just let kind of my own interpretation, I possibly, yeah. Ken, and that's kind of the agreement we've had uh will jones and i and the guy who actually looks like tom petty <laughs> the, <laughs> he's that. the head of our band mm-hmm. i'm the kind of like the musical director and like we decided together we're like you know some of the songs let's just kind of like make it free and some of the songs we've decided that we want to keep it as close as possible as we possibly can yeah um integrated open action we kind of keep it pretty close to the best honeybee we just kind of let that fly <laughs> That one. we kind of do it. our own version of that. Oh, song. That is a jam yeah. you know, song, for sure. Yeah, sometimes uh, it goes on Will, twice yeah. as long
1: as, as yeah. normal. Yeah, it, yeah. In, yeah.
2: You wreck me. You wreck me. We kind of do our own. Well, we kind of some of the things like you know Will and I, you know, we talked We we listen to some of the live versions of the way Petty. Because obviously, you can't play in a cover situation. Tribute band, you can't play the song exactly like the album every time. Sure, you know, no, exactly. and, uh, and Petty didn't. So he, they right. didn't. Most yeah. bands don't. When you yeah. listen to live versions, very different than the uh, the recorded version. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, a snapshot in time. Exactly. You mm-hmm. really got to listen to the live version and kind of realize Oh, you know, this is how we're going to do it like that. You know. But we try to keep it true, keep the the melodies that are the basis of Petty. Yeah. So that way, it's Petty, but it's still our own, you know, on, on, on every one of those songs. And that's, that's, that's the Indiana Petty. That's neat. Mm-hmm. What,
0: what made you decide to get into a Tom Petty tribute band?
2: That was kind of a happenstance. So I met Will about two years ago. I had just moved here mm-hmm. and I was playing open mics and I don't know what possessed me to play, uh, uh, what was it? Learning to fly. Yeah. And I met him at, I think it was Brooks and brew mm-hmm. and the one in uptown drive. And, uh, he got up and played some Petty songs, and then he, he you know, he's like, oh, you did that, uh, Learning to Fly. Let's play that song together. And then we got up and played it together, and then we met at another open mic at Side Door Pub. We played a couple songs, and we, we were like, hey, let's start a band again. Let's just do this together. Yeah. And then I brought some people in that I knew that played music. He had a son playing the drums at one point, and uh, then it just kind of happened that way. And then we decided, oh, this is like a real thing. Let's actually get some really good musicians in here, and we... We got Tony, we got Jared, we got a bass player, Marty Weaver, who also plays keyboard, with Mojo keyboard. Gumbo. Yeah, he's a keyboard player. Marty Weaver, he plays a keyboard with Mojo Gumbo. Uh, what was the other band? Government. Government. Government something. Oh, he's Governor, fantastic. Governor. Governor something. Governor Davis. That's, blues, okay. Blues okay. Go. Start, sorry, Marty. <laughs> I apologize, Marty. Governor Davis. Uh, fantastic. He also teaches for a church, too. He's mm-hmm. a church director, I believe, in music. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, in Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Oh man, all the way out in Newcastle? No, I, li-
3: I live in Greensburg. What? <laughs> we yeah. all live about an hour yeah, away. Yeah, I live in Bainbridge.
2: <laughs> These guys travel an hour just to come hang out with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't
2: that, pay them money when
0: they come out no. hang out with me. Or something. <laughs> yeah. He
3: mentioned free
0: beer. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we we all have our way. We all <laughs> have our price. Yep. Uh, I did
2: not give him beer for the podcast, but I was drinking beer. I got beer in the For the rehearsals we get beer.
0: Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Well, that's nice of you to splurge. That's all you boys get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets some good stuff, too. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. Um, no so let's Stone in here. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to the to the originals and talking about mm-hmm. what, what, what you guys are kind of doing as a band. How often, now, since you've only been together as this formation since mm-hmm. June, how often have you had a chance to play out?
3: You mean gig? Yeah.
0: Recently, a lot.
1: <laughs> it's been four or five times yeah. total, I'd say. Yeah, uh, I'm not oh, sure if I can count it right yeah. now. The, the, but... the first time,
2: first month, we didn't, and now it's been the last month. We've got a whole lineup of gigs. So that's almost every week. I was now. say we you... had about 15 songs our first time out. Yeah, the first time we played, we played 15 songs. We had a month, and we just, just kind of went out, and hammered them out.
1: Rehearsals. Wow. Yeah, I'm not I
2: saying think... it was beautiful, but we just hammered them out. Tony yeah. gets on me all the time. He's like, "Stop apologizing." He's like, just play the song
0: and shut up. All right? yeah. No, you're right, honestly. But I do the yeah. same thing. I will apologize, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, they don't know if yeah, I mean if they yeah. haven't heard the song, which chances are they haven't. They haven't heard mm-hmm. an original, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. I mean, heck, I have an album on Spotify, and mm-hmm. it's gotten so few lessons that I have guarantee that when I play out, I was like, I know you haven't heard this. So it's
2: hard online
0: though, because you it know, is hard online. It's
2: trying to get people. Uh, most people are thirty second. Well, uh, Jared and I to go back to like playing. Jordan and I played Books and Brews once with Ward Walker, who's fantastic. I love Ward Walker. And um, then we got Tony. We didn't really play another show after that. I mean, We played what two shows together, kind of doing messing around a little bit. And we just kind of slammed through it. We didn't really really rehearse. We just kind of slammed through. it. And then we got Tony. We got serious about practicing, and then we started just booking gigs. And we yeah, just you like it just all started that, like, coming up all at once. We just started getting a bunch of gigs all at once for, somehow. I think
3: we first started at an open mic night. We played an open mic. Well, Tony, you yeah, and I
2: you, after a rehearsal, Jared didn't show up, but we played an open mic together. Oh, but yeah. we played cover songs, mm-hmm. and we just kind of went up there, and played some songs, just and then, to get uh, a feel for it. Sure, I think our first real show that we kind of played together was Country Heritage Winery, like the three of us.
3: Well, no, the night
2: before we played two we nights played in a row. Side. What did we play? Well, our first gig, and, our oh, first Cyrus actual place. gig.
0: Um, Three of I was going right? to say, you played a bunch at the Cyrus Place. Cyrus. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize.
2: It was a Cyrus Place. And truthfully, that was only supposed to be three or four songs. It ended up being a whole hour. Yeah. Wow. And we played with a couple of be- uh, punk bands, and it was a punk band and a, uh, uh
0: heavy metal like band. Like a heavy
2: metal band, yeah.
0: Serious. At the Cyrus Place? Yeah. <laughs> and we were only
2: going to do metal, but we did just a few metal songs and ended up playing a bunch of stuff. It was great. And there was a huge turnout. It was beautiful. Cyrus Jafari, great guy. Beautiful place, which. Uh, we'll end up playing there again soon. Mm-hmm. I need to set a date to meet that gentleman, and uh, that's a great place. If you haven't been there before. Go to check it out. He's trying to do music every week, and then we played the Country Heritage oh, Side Door Pub. Yeah, Side Door Pub, which was our is first right gig. off the hitch. We just kind of like ended up there, and uh, we played. Had a great response. The place was packed. Nice. Um, yes.
1: And we'll be back there in a few weeks. Yeah, we'll be
2: back there too. And then we played the Country Heritage Wine Country Heritage Winery. In uh, Brown County. And got invited and was, back too. That was, we got invited nice. back there too.
3: That's how you know I think we have a gig if you're September? getting through to the audience. Yeah. The, the owner invites oh, yeah. you back.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Anyone yeah. can get oh, a yeah. gig,
3: but to get invited back, yeah. that's different. Yeah, by
2: the time we had got to the end of the set of just the original band, I mean, people were dancing, people were really mm. into it. It was, they you were. could tell there was something. We had something at that
0: point too that people were going to really get into. That's so cool. And I mean, mm. do you. When you're in the moment, I mean, can you tell that it's like, oh, hey, this is going well enough. We may get a chance to come back here. Do you, I mean, can you tell yeah. that when you're in the moment? We start oh, yeah.
3: looking around, watching. Yeah. Are they watching <laughs> yeah. us? Are they watching? Yeah. 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 It's a good cool. vibe.
1: Yep. That it is, is really, very vibe, cool.
0: Yeah. It is a good vibe.
2: You can yeah, tell. Getting the, the reactions here, yeah.
1: from the crowd is, is probably the best part. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You can it's, feel it. You can feel it, and you can see the change. When you play that song and everybody just has that look on their face in the venue, that's just kind of like, oh, well, they don't know what's coming at them at first. Be like this is going to be like that, <laughs> you know. Usually broken, I could tell when we play. Which usually we usually play that earlier on in our sets. Like I could see the look in people's face when we play that song. Something about that song, maybe it's because it's about abuse. That you know, people kind of have this like change. Like oh, this is uh this is interesting. Like this is uh, this is good. I can always see people turn when I'm playing, you know, cause I'm not always looking at the crowd. Sure. I'm kind of looking, but you know, when you're playing up there, it's like, it's like you almost got these weird blinders on when you're up there playing, you can see everything, but you're not totally looking, but you kind of notice things. And yeah. that's one it's of those It's like looking I always through always a noticed. window almost. Yeah. It's very yeah. really strange. Get a little bit separated, playing. but yeah.
0: So, oh, I just had the question and it has now escaped me. Oh, I remember. Mm-hmm. So when you're, when you're playing out, you know, when you're gigging, do you come in with a set playlist, or do you kind of like read the room and then change the playlist on the fly?
1: A little bit of both. Okay. yeah, we, with, yeah.
0: since I mean, since you are able to kind of bridge so many different genres.
1: Well, we kind of put together a, a somewhat of a set list before we show up, or or uh, maybe while we're setting up for a show, um, depending on what what type of place we're at. Because you mm-hmm. know, like if, if we're at a at a bar or a pub or something. Then that's going to be quite a bit different than the country heritage winery that we played at. So yeah. we might sure. leave out some of the metal songs. The metal. Yeah, yeah,
2: maybe the the really metal songs yeah. are
1: like more darker stick to, about stick Satan. To some maybe more we leave the, that out. death for the for the winery. I don't know. The winery uh, folk they can surprise you. you. <laughs> they got kind of wild towards the end of that night. Yeah, it, yeah. it did. Um, there, was one of the bartenders he was. Um, he was headbanging to his, uh, mm-hmm. Mary Jane's Last Dance. <laughs> oh! Actually, the bartender was
2: the brother of Jericho Ramathorn. So we're gonna play at the Colonial Winery on Thursday. He's the one that told me he's like, you need to call my sister, and I called her. So we're gonna we booked both bands, both the uh, the trio and the uh, uh, Indiana Petty Band. We're gonna play at Colonial Tavern this Thursday, and then we're playing at Books and Brew, which. Uh, I started playing there about a year ago mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Indiana Bronzeburg. Petty, just doing acoustic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to play there on the 5th too. So that's Saturday. a place like I don't care how big I get. Uh, you know, Nick Valentine is always giving me the time, and, like the, you know, the faith in, and what I was doing that I would stay true to that man mm-hmm. and like come back and always play no matter whatever happens. Like, you know, cause he's had faith in me and he's given me the opportunity uh, to come there and play and we're going to be there on the fifth with the Indiana Petty which is going to be exciting because nobody's seen the trio there the way I'm playing it now. Mm-hmm. And nobody's seen the Indiana Petty the way we're playing it now.
1: Yeah because the first band. time I played with you out there. at a show was at Books and it Brews. Books and Brew, we Brown played Brew. well we did a songwriter showcase together once and played mm-hmm. a few songs but then we played a, a, a few hour set together. And mm-hmm. I remember going to your house and learning all those songs that afternoon <laughs> and then Damn, watch out. We're gonna win this long. Let's do it. And we just <laughs> and then and then we went and played all of them over a couple hours with, wow. uh, with our friend Ward Walker on the percussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, we're about to hear a couple of numbers from you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems as if uh, one is an older or- original, and is the uh, the second one a newer song. Yeah, I mean, well, what's, the first, what's the first song you're playing for us tonight?
2: The first song we're playing is Broken, and I wrote that a few years ago, and it's just about overcoming abuse, mm-hmm. you know, being through an abusive situation and kind of like rising above that. And, um, funny thing is, I, I play this song acoustically, but in my head, that's not how I always heard it, the way I played it acoustic. And then now, since I got these two guys playing with me, it's actually come to fruition the way I've actually always envisioned the song, and, um, the other song's just uh it's a jazzy kind of like uh one of my influences, George Benson, mm-hmm. uh kind of stylish jazz song, pop jazz. Yes. You know when you did that turn your love around type of stuff and uh and I wrote that song in that style and uh that's the other song we did. You know, and that's more of a newer song.
0: When, when did we
1: start with. working on that? That song we actually tweeted,
2: like, right oh, like a week and a half ago. I or thought so. so yeah, yeah. we can have two weeks ago maybe. Well,
1: it wasn't it? Was it last Bust Tuesday? It yeah, at a, yeah, because that a posted a video right? on my yeah, us. Yeah, doing and I said, hey, let's play that time. song because he hadn't. It's an older yeah. song that he hasn't played for a while, and and he shared <laughs> an older recording of it. And I said, hey, we should play that one on Thursday, and uh-huh. so we we went to a show and we played it, uh-huh. and um, it's becoming one of my favorite songs that we play. Very cool.
0: Well, before we hear that, I want to talk about our sponsor for this particular segment. Mm -hmm. And this segment is sponsored by Indianapolis Independent Entertainment. IIE LLC claims... Not claims. Aims. Gosh. Uh, I bet they'll love that part. Uh, IIE LLC aims to help local DIY artists, freelancers, and businesses within Indianapolis by establishing a network of creatives who can connect with each other to generate more paying opportunities. Their goal is to eliminate some of the intimidating barriers within the entertainment industry and expand the local art and music scenes in Indianapolis. Interested individuals can learn more about IIE by visiting their website at com. That's I-N-D-Y-I-N-D-I-E-E-N-T.com. And fill out a free application to discuss how you and IIE can redefine making it together. And we will be right back after these, uh, couple of great songs from Ari Zeloso.
2: I will survive my
1: And welcome
0: back. (laughs) (laughs) With us is Aries El Oso. We got Aries, Monkey, and T-Rock. Or Aries, Jared, and Tony. Um, How are you guys doing? And I just want to, again, thank you for being on the show. Um, Thank you for having us. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about that second song that you guys played. You said it was kind of a slower number. Um, what inspired that particular song and, and what genre would you say that one falls under? Uh, jazz. Okay. More like, uh, pop jazz. jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And, uh, it was George Benson that actually inspired me for that song. Uh, I saw George Benson at the Orient probably, I uh, want to say in 2004 and, uh, he was amazing. I'm mm-hmm. amazing guitar player. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. My hair was standing on every part of my body watching him play. I was probably like five rows away from him. Everybody was probably in their fifties and sixties, but my friend and I, we were in our mid twenties at the point. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only two that were dressed down, everybody was dressed in the nines there. And yeah. like, it was unbelievable. He was amazing. And, uh, I was like, man, this is, this guy's unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, when I went to school for music, that was, um, I chose one of his songs. it was, ble- Breezing that I chose that I played for the jury which is when you play for the teachers. Yeah, yeah, after
0: I saw him perform and uh, yeah, he he was he was great. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And you guys did such a a wonderful job uh on your performances. Uh mm-hmm. want to commend you. Especially again, I'm so marveling that you've only been playing together as a band for 2 months. Mm-hmm. Uh and that you're able to you know, bring together a sound that sounds like you've been together for a while. Um, And that's a credit to you guys as musicians and and to all the work that you've put into this. So um, I'm I'm still just kind of amazed by the set, T-Rock. (laughs) uh that 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 you play again it was it it, what you played at the event at the box was what you brought today yes um explain it a little bit because it's like you have a little bit of everything it's it's kind of like a small kit but
3: it's a small kit i i sit on a cajon Mm -hmm. and i kind of play what a drummer would play the rhythm on the hi-hat in the snare on Mm -hmm. the cajon yeah And since I don't have any tom-toms, that becomes the tom-toms as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a tom-tom with a foot pedal on it to be my bass drum. Yeah. And I have a foot pedal on a tambourine, which becomes my snare. So it frees me up to do all kinds of other cool things on the cajon. Mm -hmm. And then I use a wooden stick and I have a series of cymbals. Mm -hmm. And it can sound like a like a drum set
0: actually that's what i was noticing i was uh that's that's one thing that kind of caught my attention when you performed at the when you guys performed at the box um and also tonight that together when you're when you're playing together it sounds like
1: oh hey that's that's just a regular kit in there Mm -hmm. yeah i mean once you mic up the Cajon and um and whatever else he needs to do to get set up once we Mm -hmm. start playing i forgot that he's even playing a small set like that yeah you know like i can hear him just fine and and everything sounds yeah. right. It doesn't sound out of place. This
3: might be the last time that I use that drum set like that in oh, a really? long time. I'm mm-hmm. going to, uh this week back at Thursday and Saturday, our gigs, I'm on, re- on the regular drum set. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Most of us have this full drum set, and it's full on. Mm-hmm. You know, we we play pretty heavy when we play, and that's how we kind of like it, too, cause Yeah, we can feel it. We want people to feel it. Yeah, yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We want to hit it hard. We want the ba- the bass to be loud. We want the guitar to be loud. We want the drums to be loud. We want people to feel it when mm-hmm. we're playing, no matter what style we're playing. We want that. We want to be hitting people hard.
0: Yeah, uh, you know. I remember the the first gig that I ever played with my band, and we were the like the opening act, mm-hmm. and it was it was in this small, like garage kind of thing uh, but it was in in Kirkland Indiana I don't know if you guys have heard of Kirkland Indiana mm-hmm. it's, it's heard of it you, wow okay I, I, the name, small town <laughs> to small town that's yeah what, that's I've what i the guessing. name
1: at least I mean like I said earlier I used to ride my motorcycle around and my favorite thing to do is just take off on back roads and kind of get lost and there you find all kinds of small towns you don't you don't know oh, how yeah. many are out there in Indiana or just the Midwest in general until it's, you start riding
0: it, around exactly it's a one-stop light town mm-hmm. about 20 yeah. minutes north of Zionsville and, um, so it was, you know, we didn't know what, we we knew we were going to be the loudest act of all the bands that were playing because it was kind of an Americana thing, but we were yeah. definitely not Americana. And so, you know, we come up there with all of our electric guitars and, you know, amps, not exactly cranked, but, you know, and we just, we just start playing. It's just like, <laughs> I mean, you could feel it. And it, I mean, from my perspective, that was awesome. To the people out there probably expecting a little something, a little bit more calming, um, they stayed outside. And
1: <laughs> Well yeah, Aries and I had something like that. It was sometime maybe a month before we met Tony. Uh, we were playing uh, one of those uh, songwriter showcases, and so mm-hmm. there'd be what was there. There was four different songwriters there at that event at the Cyrus mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. and. So it's it's a lot of singer-songwriter type people that will play yeah, yeah, yeah. more mm-hmm. folk type music mm-hmm. and um storytelling type music with just an acoustic guitar and and their voice. There was one guy that had um one of those like little suitcase drums that he could he could drum yes. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um mm-hmm. but, but then we came in there with our electric guitar, electric <laughs> right, bass, amplifiers and <laughs> and we I think yeah. we played a we played one of our heavier songs that night, I think. Yeah, we did. We play little boo.
2: We did play little boo? boo. It's one of our like metal songs that and we play. And of play. course,
1: you know, broken, and mm-hmm. we didn't play sanctify that that no, night, we but play we played Sanctified. broken, and that's definitely not a a yeah. smooth singer songwriter folk song. <laughs> I realized in high
2: school when I was in Brid- I went to Bridgerman High School, and uh, I remember in ninth grade I played a uh, a talent show, and like there was this kid, Ken Menziger, who's a great player. And uh I don't remember where he lives now. I'm still <laughs> friends with him. But uh like they played their song and they were like the band at the time and like I went up there by myself. I didn't know shit about music. And like <laughs> I played Purple Haze and I played some song no. I wrote. I've been a songwriter since I was I remember oh, no. the first song I wrote I was writing rap songs when I was a kid. My whole uh-huh. background when I was younger, I was like my mother listened to Motown. Yeah. I had the Thriller album, I had Aretha Franklin, and I had the Queen Flash Gordon album, and yes. like, that was my background. Yes. And like all through my like, teenage years, I only listened to hip-hop and rap. That's mm-hmm. all I listened to until I became a teenager. Then I found, like, I listened to Alice in Chains and Them Bones, and I was like, oh, my God, these guys are so evil. <laughs> I was like, that shit scared the, it scared the hell out of me, and I was like, I want to do that. That's what I want I want to be scared out of my fucking mind, right? But uh, so I played this... This variety show, I was in ninth grade in Bridgman High School, and like I played loud. I kicked the microphone off the stage, and I'm not even kidding you. Some 80 <laughs> year old woman came up to me, she's like, You and she said to me exactly her words was like, You fucking kicked ass. That was awesome. And everybody in my high school never forgot that, and they always brought it up. They're like, Remember that time when you kicked the microphone off the stage and you hit, you hit that old lady? They <laughs> didn't hit an old lady, like they just made stuff up. I didn't hit an old lady, but I kicked the microphone off the stage, and everybody remembered that, and everybody always thought I was a rock and roller. I would bring my guitar to school. I would play in the hallway loud. My art teacher would let me play in the, like, do all art class. I would just play guitar loud as hell. I mean, everybody heard it, and they were all cool with it. And I, th- and I knew right then, I was like, you know what? Like, you just need to crank that shit up and mm-hmm. play it. Everybody's like, even Tony's like, he's like, you can turn that down. Everybody's like, oh, turn it down. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I mean, you don't understand. It's like, that is not how it works. People actually don't care. The louder you play and you're on there, there may be a few people that but those people that leave aren't the people that you want because those are the people that are listening to the music. The mm-hmm. people that are going to stay there, they don't care how loud you play it. They want to feel it. Yeah. And they, and they feel it, they're going to stay there. And those are your fans. Those are the people that are there to listen to music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, I, I realized that as a young age that that in music, that the people that are going to be there to listen to music, they don't care how loud you, they want you to play it loud. They want to feel it. Yeah. They want to feel it in their bones. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's why I want to play every style because I want to hate everybody and I want it to be loud and I want it to be mm-hmm. in their face and I don't care. I want to be a rebel. I played, uh, what was that, the um, Take the Stage. I knew everybody was going to play country Yeah. when I went there and I did pl- – and everybody did play country. I was the only one that played some rock song like out of the left-hand – Like, whatever. And I didn't care. I didn't think I was going to win. I didn't care if I won or not. I just wanted to play what I wanted to play. Mm -hmm. And I know people will remember me for playing some weird shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, because that's just how I am. And I've been like that way my whole life. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to follow, like, a prescribed thing because that's... You're never going to remember for being like everybody else. You just got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you feel. And feel it. And be your own. You know what I mean? Create it. Mm -hmm. And make your own path, you know? And uh, that's... I learned that from... I learned that at a young age.
0: You Uh, just got to be it. Yeah. It seems like Mm -hmm. people are really resonating uh, with your performances. It sounds like.
2: Yeah. I feel like we're, we're moving forward here. I mean, short time being together. I feel like, like it's moving fast Mm -hmm. and it's going to move faster as the year goes on. I feel really good about next year. You know, I feel really good about this year and we have already set up on shows and I've been talking to a lot of people about setting up shows and I know, uh, even though we're coming late in the game, like in Indianapolis, you know we we want to stick close to like, sh- you know I've been talking to people from Chicago, people from Southwest Michigan and uh, Louisville. You know we don't want to go too far because and Nashville, yeah and, and Nashville, Tennessee, Nashville, yeah Indiana. In, in Indiana you have to specify, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Tennessee yeah, I <laughs> you have to is, is, specify. Actually, I was looking at trying to get into the Bluebird Cafe. Oh, in Bloomington—that was something I was talking to these guys about. And I had no Nashville, 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 oh, Nashville, Nashville Tennessee. The actually. Bluebird Cafe, The Bluebird Cafe. The I place. mean, I'd, I'd there be, is I'd be playing at the Bluebird in oh, yeah. Bloomington. Hey, as well. We can Blooming get Tennessee to the instead. Bluebird in Nashville. That
0: would be no. It is. Yeah, I think that would that's be a cool beautiful. Place. That is
2: the place. I mean, you, it's one of those places you go and you feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like one of those songwriter places. Like it is. Because I mean, you're in
0: the of music. You're in the round. And, era, yeah. and I mean, literally it's it's just like a, a, a diner cafe and they're mm-hmm. all surrounded. Oh it you. is. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. So um So you climb up on the stage like you're in a boxing ring. Well, oh, yeah. you, there <laughs> there could be a stage, or you could literally just be in the crowd on a chair Feel it. Oh. surrounded wow. literally Fire. on all sides of you okay. by the audience. Hmm. Oh yeah. All now in the sh- same style of chair as you. It's, I mean it's 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 Um, there is a, uh, so when the Foo Fighters did, um, their album, I can't remember the name of it, Sonic Highways, they did a, and that was the, that was, uh, the one that they did a documentary because they recorded a different song. They went all over,
2: all over the place, all over the place. place, meeting people and playing music everywhere.
0: And so Dave did a solo gig at the Bluebird. And they have some video footage of it. And yeah, I mean, he's just literally like... It, it was called singing in the round. And hmm. you're literally surrounded by people. And you're not necessarily... I mean, you can't play on a stage there. But he was not in the stage. He was smack dab in the middle of everybody. It was Wait, He's amazing. never
1: one to... Try to act like he's a big rock star. He just wants to be down to earth and oh yeah, and connect with the people. That's true. Yeah. Most big rock stars. I met
2: Garth Brooks when I was living in Sarasota, and he was so down to earth. One of the coolest people I ever met. I didn't even play country songs. I didn't even listen to country until I met Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. And then I met Garth Brooks, and I just started popping off country songs. That man <laughs> inspired me. i just talking to him. He was so cool. Like I, It was my birthday. I met him. Uh, I think it was 2020. Mm-hmm. And, like, he spent, like, 20, 30 minutes with me, brought me in. No way. I was there in a press conference. He sat there for, like, 20 minutes talking to me, my son, and my ex-wife now, but wife at the time, and, like, talked to us. And, like, they wrote articles about it and stuff. It was so cool. And he was so cool. And, like, he inspired me. And, like, uh, he's a mainstay. I mean, Garth Brooks is an amazing person. Everybody I met. When I was living over in uh, Florida that met him because he lives over there with his wife. And, mm-hmm. Like, they all said the same thing. I mean, he's just so open. You know what I mean? He, he trains with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He trains with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, like, he gives tickets so people can come VIP, come watch him play. I and mean, he's just so cool. You know, and he inspired me a lot. And I wasn't even in countries country I met that guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and, the, and and I he's... One of those people. The reason I'm bringing it up is because he got found and started and wrote a lot of his songs from Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, he even talked about it when we were I was uh, hanging out with him and talked about Nashville, Tennessee, and I was like, "That's the place." And like, he met a lot of people that like inspired a lot of the songs he wrote. That actually wrote the songs that he actually plays and stuff like that. And that that's just it's just a mecca. When mm-hmm. I was younger, going to school for music, I went to Columbia College in Chicago. I used to hang out at Buddy Guys, and that was, like, the same kind of thing. Like, you went there, you played, you sat in the bullpen, you went up there, they just started playing, you didn't know what the hell they were going to play, and you're standing there, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And, like, you're just playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, like, the amazing people that were, like, mind-blowing, you're like, I don't know shit about shit Mm -hmm. in this moment, you think you're awesome, and then you go up there and you play with these amazing people that are, like, in this open jam... They're like the most unbelievable players you've ever seen in your life. You know what I mean? And they're like recording musicians, famous people, buddy guys come and playing with people. Eric Clapton's come and play in these open jams. And you're there and you're just like, how the hell am I? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, that, it's that. And you, you feed off of that and yeah. it inspires you. And you're like, man, like I could do this. You know what I mean? I love this. I feel it. And you don't have to be like the best player in the world. You just need to be who you are and just let this shit go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just let That's it go. awesome story. Do it. Yeah.
0: You know? Well those are some great words to end on, I have yeah. to say. But before we completely end, uh I ask this of everybody, is there anything that we've missed? I feel like in, in many ways, as I feel like with most of my guests, I'm just barely scratching the surface with you guys.
3: Uh, um, the website?
0: Yeah, let's what what's the website? Uh
2: we have uh our Facebook, which is Aries L Oso. Uh Instagram is Aries M eight six four, and then we have a YouTube channel which is under Aries Hello, so, Uh and then we'll eventually get more as we go on here. Yeah, you know, the
1: YouTube channel is kind shit. of just getting started Story. right now. Stuff.
0: Nice.
3: But all the dates and everything are on the Facebook page. Have okay, to look our Facebook all page. the shows Got are there. Dates. Yeah, we, right. we're
1: very active on uh, on Facebook as far as keeping everybody updated as yeah. as to what we're doing in the future and uh, further out and coming up soon. We'd colonial
2: Tavern Tavern this Thursday, which I know this won't air until after that's over. Books and Brew, which is on the 5th, which I know this is not going to air. But then after that, we got <laughs> what? Side Door Pub. On the yes. 26th, we'll the be of the is again. in Plainfield. The winery in yeah, uh, um, Country Nashville. Heritage Winery in Nashville. Yeah, so. There's actually a lot. We're yeah, playing so. at his family's farm on honestly, the 23rd.
0: Yeah, so check out the Facebook page. Yes. And honestly, Aries is posting this stuff on Instagram. All the time. If <laughs> you haven't time. been tagged, I get
1: tagged in something five times a day. Right, <laughs> at <least>. I don't <laughs> yeah. stop. You know, I realize you know, that's how you got to do it, man. It, yeah.
0: it is how you got to do it. You got to be aggressive, and yes. and you are you're out there, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, check out Arizaloso live sometime um, so, so. because that's
1: the best you, way to see us. Yeah, it is Arizal the best way to see you. So. And honestly,
0: don't know what you're in what you're gonna get. That's yeah. the thing. We you want think, people to come see us. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. It's it's going to be a unique show. You might hear us play Tony a song that we've naked. never
1: played for Tony. anybody else. <laughs> I'm
0: just saying.
3: Plus, we're fun. Guys. Not me, but you know, yeah.
0: Tony
3: <laughs> we're fun guys <laughs> off the stage too. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely,
0: absolutely. So that's going to do it for us. Next week's guest is Chris Edwards. Uh, I hope that you'll stick around, or well, that you'll come back for that next week. Um, and after that, we have so much coming up. In the month of August, it's gonna be. I'm I'm just glad to be back doing this, and thank you to Aries and to Jay Monkey and to T Rock, Jared and Tony. Uh, You're welcome. These guys are awesome, and they're a lot of fun, and you should get to know them and their music. So, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you for tuning in this week. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for watching. Bye.